reading of God's word, let me also say, before we read the sacred word, that on this day in which we recognize the importance of action as it relates to domestic violence and intervention and prayer as it relates to breast cancer survival, that I am very proud of us as a ministry calling and deeming this day colors for a cause. You heard the wonderful presentation earlier, and so we are so touched to have Nancy Barton from Sister Care here. Over 20 years ago, I was a member of her board. You can imagine it wasn't too fashionable to have a man on Sister Care board 20 years ago, but I am so proud of the work that they are done. Breast cancer survivors, we are so proud of you. To those who've gone on to be with the Lord, we recognize that. In fact, the reason I wear this pink tie today my great friend, Rolando Diamond Edmonds, sister who's a breast cancer survivor, said to me, Pastor, I know you're wearing a pink tie on Sunday. If y'all know anything about me, I rarely wear pink, but I proudly wear this today. Thank you, Ro. Thank you to all the survivors. Come on, let's give God a hand of praise. Amen. Amen. Let us keep fighting because one is one too many both domestic violence and breast cancer. Amen. Look at somebody and say, there's a word from the Lord. <laughs> Amen. In this series that's entitled An Encouraging Word, this is the seventh of 12 messages in this series in which we have chosen seven different psalms to share with you during this 12-week series. This is the seventh message. And the text for today, the psalms for this week, is Psalms 46. Psalms 46. We will be reading uh, for you and to your understanding, printed on the screens above and on the bulletins that you have. Verses 1 through verse 7, reading from the New International Version. Hear the reading of God's holy word. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Uh, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and form and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. Verse 7 says, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And the church that loves God's word said amen. Catch the hands of someone that's standing next to you. And here's the subject for the seventh message of this series. The subject is lifted directly out of the first verse. That verse once again said, God is our refuge and strength. Amen. Y'all are ready. Amen. <laughs> amen. That's good. Now here's the subject. Hold those hands. Look at someone. It says, an ever-present help. That's the subject, an ever-present help. 
and ever-present help. Have you ever felt like the pressures of life were just too much for you to handle? Amen. I just want to be real today. Have you ever felt like you were just stressed and stretched? Somebody say amen, Pastor. Stressed out and just stretched to your limit. Hmm. Times in which it felt as if nothing was going right in your life. Have you ever felt that way? Times in which it seems as if you were going from one crisis to another. And before one could end, here comes another. Job, in the book of Job, said that as one bearer of bad news was speaking, another came with even worse news. Crisis after crisis. Got so much to the point which you felt as if it was just too much for you to take. Have you ever felt that way? Lord, I, I, I don't know how much more of this I can take. Going from bad to worse. And things are going wrong. Health is not the best. And family members acting crazy. Demons I got to go to work with every day. I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Yeah. And, and everywhere you turn, seems as if that the enemy brings something that will try your faith. Truth is, all of us, look at somebody and say all of us. And it doesn't matter who you are, how long you've been saved, or what your title is. All of us at some point in our lives have gone through this. And to be totally honest, some of us are there right now. Folk, folk look at you and they don't know what you've been through because God is so good, he don't allow you to look like what you've been through. Tell somebody, I've been there. You came to church looking good, but deep down inside, you were going, Lord, how much more of this can I take? Ah, bag diagnosis. Don't know how long you're going to be able to survive. In the midst of all of that, the enemy is in your ear because the enemy, who is Satan, knows that we are very vulnerable during those times in our lives. We are vulnerable physically, emotionally, spiritually. It's a bad time. It's a time in which the enemy comes in and tries to take advantage of our emotional crisis, physical crisis, spiritual crisis that we are going through. It's a time in which the enemy comes in like a flood. Whew. 
to lift up a standard against us. But God doesn't allow the enemy's standard to prevail. He lifts up an even greater standard. Enemy comes in to kill, steal, and destroy, but God blocks it. Ooh, any witnesses in here that what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around and blocked it. Times in which you just say, Lord, I, I'm going through some Job. Job went through this. In fact, in chapter 3 and verse 1 of the book of Job, Job cursed the very day that he was born. That's how bad it was. He was, he was vulnerable, and he, he regretted the fact that he was born. Although he was a man that walked upright and feared God and shunned evil, it did not prevent him from going through what he went through. Look at somebody and say, everybody's got to go through it. Everyone. The prophet Jeremiah, an anointed prophet of God, went through that. The Bible tells us in the book of Jeremiah that around the 20th chapter that Jeremiah was so depressed because he said that everybody is against me, even the little children in the village make fun of me. He says in one of the translations, the King James says, my soul is in derision. I am depressed. I, 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 I'm going through so much. Then he says in verse 14 of Jeremiah chapter 20, the New Living Translation says it this way. He says, I curse the day I was born. May no one celebrate the day of my birth. In other words, Jeremiah said, I don't even deserve a birthday party. I, I'm so depressed. I've been through so much. It's hard out here trying to do your best and catching it from every side. Any, any witnesses in here that know that, that you've been there in which you just try to do what God has asked you to do and trouble is on every side. The old folk used to put it this way, the hellhounds are on my track. Young people don't know anything about that. Trying to turn me back. How many of you ever had hellhounds? We call it in 2016 haters. But before they came up with the word haters, they were just hellhounds. Regardless of what you call them, they're all from hell. And they all try to make your life a living hell. But the good news is that God won't let it. God is on your side. Woo! No matter what you've been through, no matter how hard it is, you do not have to go through it alone. God is right there by your side. David said in Psalms 121, I will lift mine eyes unto the hills. With cometh my help, my help comes from the Lord. In Acts chapter 26, Verses 21 and 22, the Apostle Paul, towards the end of his journey, is now standing before King Agrippa, uh, standing before the leaders of that day. They were making fun at him. They wanted to hear his testimony. Paul tells them of how he had gone through so much, how he gave up so much to follow God. And even verse 21 says, the religious leaders tried to kill me in the temple as I was preaching they tried 
to destroy me. But he wanted King Agrippa to know something. That he wasn't apologizing for the God he served. He writes in verse 22, having therefore obtained help from God, I continued until this day. One translation says, I'm still standing. I've been through a lot. The hellhounds have been on my track. They tried to destroy me, but I'm still standing. I told the church this morning at 8, ever now and then, you ought to aggravate the devil. That's an old school word also. You ought to get on the devil's nerve. And you know after folk have tried to destroy you and step all on you and tried to wipe you out, every now and then you brush yourself up, off, out, and just wave your hands and say, I'm still here. I know I went through a lot, but I'm still here. Don't y'all make me quote my favorite and only movie I only quote, Color Purple. Y'all know I love to quote some Color Purple. Come on, and after that abusive husband in this month in which we recognize domestic violence tried to destroy, y'all know the story, and she was getting in the car and he looked at her and said, I want you to know you still ugly and you still broke and you still poor. She said, I may be ugly, I may be broke, I may be poor, but I hear. I need some Sister Celia's in the color purple that know that you may not have much, but you can testify, I'm still here. Give somebody a high five and say, I'm still here. Hasn't been easy. Hasn't been easy. I've been through a lot. I've stayed up many a nights. I'm sharing your testimony now. I had to walk the floor knowing if it was going to be all right. One surgery after another. Uh, one bad relationship after another. And the enemy said to you, why would you still praise God after all you've been through? But if there's one thing you want the devil to know, is that you have an ever-present help in the name of the Lord our God. I feel mighty churchy right now in this message, but I need somebody to grab your neighbor by the hand and say, I don't know your story, but I know there's at least one reason you can give God some praise for being on your side. If it had not been, Oh, y'all excuse us. Excuse us. Somebody just thought of one thing that God did and only God could have done. You could have been dead, sleeping in your grave. But God. Woo. Tell somebody you're sitting next to a praiser. It's one thing to be sitting next to just somebody who goes to church. But it's a dangerous thing to sit next to a praiser with a testimony. I'm a praiser with a testimony. Because I know what the Lord has done for me. Brought me from a mighty long ways. 
Can I get a witness? Oh, y'all sit down before church breaks out. But God, but God, but God, one more time to get on the devil's nerve, but God, mm. and ever present help in the text the 46th Psalm this Psalm uh, written by King Hezekiah to commemorate the nation of Judah's incredible victory over their dreaded Assyrian army this Psalm which has deep rooted history in the in the origin of the Protestant Restoration Reformation Church. Around the year 1527, uh, the founder of the Protestant Reformation Church by the name of Martin Luther was inspired by this psalm to write one of the iconic hymns of the church. A mighty fortress is our God. This psalm has encouraged so many people. In fact, I believe that the author, King Hezekiah, wanted the people of Judah to know that although they were praisers by nature, that they still had to go through so much. And so he looks back over their lives, tells them that the only reason we as a people have survived is because God is our refuge and our strength. Anybody know that the only reason you are still here in 2016 is because God is your refuge and strength. When you could not make it on your own, somehow the Lord held you up. Somehow the Lord fortified you with protection. And when every enemy in your life were out to destroy you, the Bible says they stumbled and fell. Oh, I wish I had a witness. And when the devil thought, this is it, the Lord became your refuge. The Lord became your protection. The Lord put a hedge around you. And although you were wounded, you were not destroyed. And although you were touched, you were not annihilated. Somehow through all the things you went through, you have the scars to prove it. That God only allowed the enemy to go so far before God said, that's enough. 
he had to stop the devil with Job. And he said, you can touch his body. You can touch his stuff. But you cannot take his life. But at the end of Job's testimony, somehow God knows how to restore everything the devil stole. All I need is a few witnesses. Can I get one or two witnesses to say, Pastor, I'm a living witness that if you wait on the Lord and be of good courage, God will restore what the enemy stole. Can I get a witness? Why? Because God is your refuge. God is your strength. Then look at what the author of the psalm goes on to say. He then uses these words. He is an ever-present help. Now, in the original Hebrew, it simply means he is exceedingly helpful, which means that he keeps helping me day by day by day. Now, let me say something. Some of you can identify with, I'm so glad that God's help in my life did not run out last year. Come on, somebody. I am so glad that God's help in my life did not run out six months ago, one month ago, six days ago, one day ago. I am so glad that God allows grace and mercy to follow me all the days of my life. I am so glad that God is an ever-present help. Here is what Jeremiah say. It is of the Lord's mercies that we have not been consumed. His compassion faileth not. It is renewed. Here's the point. It is renewed every day. Touch somebody and say, I'm so glad I have help every day. I'm so glad that when I woke up this morning, before my feet could touch the floor, God sent his help angels to help me. Can I get a witness? Look at somebody and say, if you only knew what the enemy wanted to do with me, you would praise God too. I'm so glad that every day with the Lord is better than the day before. I'm so glad that God's help never runs out thank God for Sunday help thank God tomorrow for Monday's help thank God Tuesday for Tuesday somebody see where we're going grab somebody by the hand and say you've got a reason to praise God every day of your life because every day God sends his help don't you know there are demons trying to destroy you every day? Wants your peace 
every day want your joy every day but I'm glad to tell them this joy that I have the world can't take it away the world no demon in hell cross the aisles and give somebody a high five and say no demon in hell can stop you from being what God has designed for you to be. He's a helper. He's a helper. That's what the old folk used to say, yeah. The old mothers used to ring it up and they used to walk around the church and they used to make up words. We all knew what keeper mean. They say, he's a keeper. Then every now and then one of the mothers saying, he's a helper. Uh, and he's a heart fixer and a mind regulator. Oh, y'all don't know anything about that. But is there anybody in here that know you should have lost your mind a long time ago? But because he was your ever-present help, you are still here in your right mind. You may be broke, but you got peace. You may be broke, but you have joy. Anybody want to give God a praise for being your help? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Somebody help me say yes, he is. Come on, say yes, he is. I'm a living witness that yes, he is. He's a healer. He's a keeper. He's a... God is. God is. God is. Somebody help me say God is. Say God is. God is. And ever present help. If it had not been for you, Lord, I don't know where I would be. Oh, y'all, excuse me. The next 30 seconds is undignified time. For the next 30 seconds, you got my permission to act however you want to act. All I want you to do is think about what the Lord has done for you that only God could have done and tell your neighbor, give me some room. I've got to praise him. I've got to worship him. Those hands. Come on and clap those hands. Oh, y'all excuse us, but he's a helper. He's a keeper. He's a healer.
God's been good to you. God's been good to you. He made a way out of nowhere. Kept on blessing you. All I need is a few witnesses. Say, neighbor, he kept on making a way out of nowhere. I don't know why I'm still alive, but I thank you, Lord. Thank you. Every cancer survivor ought to thank God. Every domestic violence survivor ought to thank God. Any survivors in the house? Yeah, I, I. I see a few of them up there. Any survivors in the house? Every survivor, come on, meet me at the altar and tell the Lord. You brought me from a mighty You've been good to me You've been good You've been good to me Lord I thank you Lord I thank you Lord I Lord I thank you Come on by the way Thank you Lord I thank you Open your mouth Clap your hands And say Lord I Just want to thank you Where would I be where would you be? Where would you? Where would you be? Woo! As if somebody in here before the altar call has got one praise you want to put on it because the truth of the matter is have you ever been written off has anybody ever said you wouldn't make it has anybody ever said you will be no good just like the rest of your family you will not be here today but every now and then, you've got my permission to Holy Ghost brag. Every now and then, you can Holy Ghost brag. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, look at me now. Look what the Lord has done. Has done. Has done. Woo!
Come on, somebody. Come on. I need 100 more people to leave your seat and come stand at this altar and say, God's been good to me. I'm a living witness that God's been good. God's been good. That's right, Zion. Come on. Come on. Come on. Woo! Listen. Listen. I've got plenty more I could preach about. I haven't even gotten to the three points. But God said, that's all right. Do it another time. Here's what I want to do right now. God said to me, there are so many people in here, so many of us that are perhaps viewing by way of internet, listening by way of radio. The enemy wants to steal your joy. He wants you to walk around with your head hung down with a defeated attitude as if you cannot make it. And I leave you with what was the third of three points, and this is the last one. When trouble invades your life, in fact, help me bless somebody, catch them by the hand and say, when trouble invades your life, tell them it will, no matter who you are. Tell them the Lord simply wants us to just be still. And remember that he is an ever-present help. Tell somebody he is the lifter of your head. Ooh. There are times in which we can't even lift our own heads up. Times in which we feel so downtrodden, so oppressed and depressed that we walk around with our heads hung down. Lord, will my family ever be right? Lord, will I ever get a decent job? Lord, will things ever work out for me? And God says, don't worry about it. I'll lift your heads. I'll lift your spirits. Listen to the words that Byron Cage writes. Lord, how are they increased that troubled me? So many haters. Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. But thou, O Lord, come on, somebody lift your hands and say, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory, you lift my head. One more time, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, the lifter of my head. Ooh, come on. Lord, how are they increased? Ooh, Saint Bill. trouble me. Many may be that rise Ooh. up against me. Many there be that say of my soul. Sing Bill sing. Yeah. There is no help for him in God. 
Thank you for lifting. Thank you for lifting. That's right. One more time. Come on and tell him thank you. You're my help, Lord. You're my help, Lord. Listen. Put your arms around somebody's shoulders. That same Jeremiah in chapter 20, head was hung down. And he says, I, I really want to quit. But when I thought about it and I remembered how good God has been to me, then it was as a burning fire shut up in my bone that wouldn't let me quit. Sometimes God's got to lift your head when you don't even have the strength to lift it up yourself. Sometimes God will encourage you when you cannot encourage yourself. And I don't care what you've been through. He is your refuge. He is your strength. And he is an ever-present help. God is lifting your head. Ooh. When you go to work tomorrow, he'll lift your head. Ooh. When you go home this evening, God will lift your head. But listen, it all begins with a proper relationship with the Lord. And every Sunday you will hear me say this. God wants you to have that right relationship with him. And he appreciates the fact that you come to church. But he would rather you come to him and be a part of his kingdom. And so if you're not committed to something greater than yourself, we want to give you an opportunity. The good thing about when you have a relationship with God is that you don't have to be in church for him to lift your head. How many of you ever been at a dark place in your life? You in a dark place all by yourself. Somehow God lifted your spirits. Somehow God lifted your head. If you're here today and you're looking for a church home, you're looking to reconnect with the Lord that you know, you want to connect to the God that others have told you about, that you've seen what he can do and what he has done for others. We want to give you an opportunity. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for this seventh message of the series, an ever-present help. I'm so glad that you're not a one-time help. I'm so glad that you don't just help on Sundays. <laughs> I'm so glad that the God of Sunday is the God of Monday morning. Thank you, Lord, for being an ever-present help. Thank you for, in times of trouble, you lifted our heads, you lifted our spirits. And on this day in which we recognize the victims of domestic violence, we say to them, you don't have to walk around with your head hung down. He'll lift your spirits. To those who are surviving breast cancer, hold your head up high. God has more work for you. To those who've lost loved ones to breast cancer, lift your head up high. God says, I lift your spirit. 
you shall be restored. He will restore your joy. And now, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. This is our prayer. In your Son, Jesus the Christ's name, we pray and give thanks. Those who know it is so, said amen, amen, amen. Put your arms around somebody. Say he is an ever-present help. If you want to join the church this morning, come on. If you want to recommit your life to the Lord, come on. Come. If you're here this morning, this is your day. You can be a survivor. Come on, tell him, thank you for lifting. Thank you for lifting. Thank you for lifting my head. Okay, anybody else? Thank you. Come on, you're here. Wherever you are, come on. You want to make that commitment. Thank you for Thank you. Look at God. Others are coming. Come on, tell them, thank you for lifting. Oh, nobody but you, Lord. You brought me up, Lord. You lifted me up, Lord. Look what God is doing. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Come on. God is calling somebody else. God is calling you right now. God is calling you. Anyone else, God is calling. Come on, clap those hands. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. God's calling someone. He is an ever-present help. God is your help. Anyone else, God's calling you. Anyone else, amen. Clap those hands as we Nobody but you, Thank Lord. you, Lord. Nobody, nobody, nobody but you, Lord. You lifted up my head. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Lord. You, Lord. Thank you for lifting. Come on and clap those Thank hands. You for present help.